What's shaking? Hey, I'm Rick Jordan. Today, we're going all in. You have big dreams. I have big dreams. I've said this before is that the dream only stops when the dreamer stops dreaming. All right. So as you continue to go, there's going to be some things you're going to find out. And this is meant to, to be encouraging today to let you know that you're not alone in this because there's two things that people who have big dreams have in common. I start to think back when I first started launching my personal brand and the very first thing I did was actually speak in the NASDAQ boardroom and talk about go big or go home and my photo was on the NASDAQ jumbotron and when I was at this event and I'll be straight up with you because I was at this event right it was a, it was an event for entrepreneurs and it was actually a paid event I paid to be there and paid to speak and I, I'm I'm in this event that think of like a mastermind right there's a lot of masterminds that are like this and I've been a part of other ones too but you pay to be a part of this group and then you also get to speak too and of course business comes out of it out of it but some pretty cool stuff comes out of it like recognition and and uh, collateral for your brand and photos videos all of that and I decided to launch this and I went through preparing my talk and I got very vulnerable with my talk about a situation that took place when I was in my teens. And I had this big dream at the time. It's like, you know what, because I had just come out of being really sick a couple years earlier. And I was like, you know what, I don't want a lifestyle business anymore. I was actually pretty comfortable financially. Everything was great. Providing for my family had, had more money than what I needed. You know, it, things were phenomenal. Had some great amount of cash stored up in the bank for the business. Everything was, was great. And I'm like, this, this, I'm still not fulfilled because at the time I was still only taking home, like maybe 150 K a year, you know, I was providing for my needs. Like I was saying something like that and or meaning around that amount. And as I'm going through this, I'm like, you know what? There's gotta be more because I don't want to want this to just impact 10 people or a dozen people, you know, or 30 clients or 40 clients or 50 clients. I really want to do something that has huge if not nationwide worldwide impact and then i started thinking about ways on how to do that because it's something that's always been in my heart i mean even back in the days of of the church world that i lived in where i was a a pastor and a, and a worship leader i mean I, the the bigger the crowd the better and it wasn't because of ego it's just i would look out and i would see in this sea of people you know one of the, the biggest crowds i played to was was huge a couple thousand people and I'm looking out and it's like, man, I'm able to touch each and every single one of their lives right now. And now that's the same thing with this, with this show with all in is, and I'm able to touch hundreds of thousands and millions of lives over the course of this show across the world. You know, and I keep getting these notifications that I'm now, you know, inching up the charts and different types of charts and all this and the emails come in and then you see where, where the rank is on listen notes. And I'm, I'm grateful as I see these things, because I start to underestimate the impact of what I'm doing. And the point is, is because I'm actually not focused on trying to build up the numbers. And that's the thing is that I'm not focused on the amount of numbers. I'm just focused on bringing the best that I possibly can to everybody. And I know that when I do that, because of the size of my dream, that it's all just going to mesh up. It's just, it's karma or whatever else you want to call it. It just is what it is. And then you start to be able to see that you're actually right in the middle 
of what you were dreaming of. And then you know what's awesome is that your dream starts to get bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger as you start to see things there. And you're like, man, I really was thinking small. I still think that every week, every month. It's like I really was thinking small after I get some of these notifications about these things and, and the level of impact that I'm able to make. It's really enriching for my soul to be able to do what I'm doing. And it's really hard work too to be able to do what I'm doing. Big dreams take big work. As I look back at that day back at NASDAQ, and I started to tell people about my vision, right? Being, being the, the first publicly held managed service provider and speaking all over the place and launching a podcast and a personal brand and being really the only, the only person who owns an MSP that goes on nationwide and worldwide media, right? On TV, on other podcasts, on other huge podcasts. And I've done all that. But when I first started talking about this, that first thing that people who have big dreams all have in common is that I got laughed at. Like, no joke, people would laugh at me. So the first thing that people who have big dreams all have in common is they get laughed at. I even had a mentor of mine from, shoot, about a decade ago now, who is very respectable. Oh my gosh, he's amazing. He, he's become a friend over the years too, but he looked at me and uh, I mean, uh, chuckled when he said this. He's like, man, I wouldn't want your project. And he, he's identifying the work and the difficulty and what could be done. But then it was, he's, he was gracious too, because he went into like, well, if I had to, this is how I would do it. And was able to, to, to affirm some things for me. But that's because he's emotionally aware and I had that relationship established. A lot of other people that had known me for years would just stop at the chuckle. They would just laugh at me. And then some of them would also turn very mean. And then humorously laugh and trying to put me down. And it wasn't out of jealousy. I mean, because jealousy is actually trying to hold on to something that you have. They didn't have that, have what I have. They weren't doing what I was doing. They were envious because they wanted what I was doing. But then it becomes funny, and that's the way that the people try to laugh it off, right? It's interesting because when, you, when you're building the plane, when you're building a prototype, when you're building the, this test thing that's never been done before, people are going to laugh at you. Look at the history of people. And I'm not saying I'm like a Steve Jobs or something like that, but everybody that tries something new, or even just anybody who has big dreams, period. Now, that could be big dreams for society. That could be big dreams just for you for something that you want to accomplish. There's always going to be people that will laugh at you. And at first, I'm going to be straight up with you. It hurts. It really hurts because you start to look at them. And it's like, but wait, I'm, I'm actually doing this for you. I really want you to be encouraged by what I'm doing. I want you to, to see what I'm doing. And then maybe when you see me, because I am just a dude who grew up in a really poor family. I mean, for years, the church had to buy Christmas gifts for us and provide food because there wasn't money to do that ourselves. We barely made it through several years. I remember a good family friend like joking with my mom when, when finances were talking like, oh, it's hot dog city. I remember that phrase vividly because we couldn't even afford like real food. It was like spaghetti and, and not even meat, spaghetti in the sauce and some frozen meals canned vegetables. That's how I grew up. 
And then now you fast forward and it's like I've actually, I've made something of myself. In my family line, it's like first generation wealth for me. And as I was going through this, even though I already had some sort of a proven track record, all these people who knew me from where I was would laugh at me. Or all these people who are in my industry that were looking at what I was doing, that it was new for my industry, they would laugh. Just because they couldn't see past where they were. Not past where I was, but past where they were. That's why I'm saying it hurts. And it's okay, because years later, you'll feel that, right? You'll feel that in the moments. Years later, you'll start to have compassion for them, because this goes into the second thing the people who have big dreams all have in common. They don't care. The first thing is that they get laughed at, and the second is they don't care. It's not that you don't care about that individual. Did you hear what I just said? If you have to hit rewind, if you have to go back 30 seconds or, or a minute, did you hear what I just said? Is that when I, when I would have those responses getting laughed at and then even getting laughed at in anger because of the stuff that I was doing and, and people thought that I was attacking them, right? Because of where they was at, they were at. And I'm, I'm really looking at them like, no, I want you to see that if somebody like me can accomplish this, somebody like me who had my upbringing, who came from nothing, who is self-made, 100% self-made, you can do it too. That was my heart and it still is my heart. So it's not that I didn't care about them. I just didn't care about their projected emotions on me. I didn't care how they felt about me. I cared about how they felt about themselves, about their own limitation, because that's really what was going on. I cared tremendously, still do care tremendously about how they feel about themselves, because I want what I do to be just a, a, a template, uh, if you want to say a role model, just a, a, a path forward to where they can see if so, geez, if Rick can do it, well, that means I can too. If somebody like him, who had such a, a difficult upbringing that came from nothing that is completely self-made can do it, then you know what? Maybe I can too. I didn't even have it half as bad as him. That's where I'm saying I didn't care. I didn't care about how they felt about me. I cared about how they felt about themselves. That's the only way to move forward. So when, I'm, so when you hear this, and it, when I'm saying it hurts, it's going to hurt because these are people that you might have known for a long time. They're people that, that maybe you even submitted yourself to as a, as a student or an apprentice or as a mentee to a mentor or a coach or even to a religious leader or even to a parent, even to a spouse. And they start to laugh at you because you've got this really big dream. They're going to laugh at you. But you're not going to care. That's how you continue to move forward. And you know, at some point in time, hopefully, they turn around. Some of them won't. But some of them will. They'll start to see it. And at that point in time, those same people will be like, see, I knew you could do it. No, you didn't. It's okay. Take it with grace. Take it with compassion because it makes them feel better because they recognize that they were wrong. 
That's all it is. And that's still caring about how they feel about themselves. That's your compassion. That's your empathy. But never, ever care about how they feel about you when it comes to your dream. Keep dreaming.